Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by Makeshift Home Offices. This microphone is sitting on a stack of Harry Potter books. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. Uh, and we are a comedy podcast where we argue about things as if they're something when they're actually nothing. Yeah, I haven't run this by Shelby yet, but I was told recently that we might get a little bit more uh, more listeners if we really upped some of the things about our podcast that are on trend. Oh. So I just want to take this opportunity to tell everyone that we are a fully organic podcast. Oh, true. Yeah. Female-founded. Female-founded, organic, free-range, <laughs> usually. And, you know, debatable. Yeah. Uh, no usually no GMOs. Exactly. Not genetically modified in any way. Sustainable? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I think it might be too early to answer the question of whether this is sustainable. <laughs> yeah, I think that has a lot of layers to it. Um, it does. It I'm does. also questionable about whether or not the two of us are full, fully organic. <laughs> but we are female-founded. We are de- we like, I, can, I can say without a doubt we are female-founded. <laughs> I also think we could probably make the claim that there are no GMOs. I hope so. Like, Unless I don't, there's something I don't know yeah, about Shelby. But I don't I don't think that we can say that we were hundred percent organic. I don't think that we can make the claim I am a copywriter for for, for a lot of products <laughs> <laughs> for like shampoo and stuff, so I do know the legal ramifications of this. Organic means we only eat organic food and I can hundred <laughs> percent say that that's not true. <laughs> Okay, so you're taking this in a, in a more literal way than I anticipated, but um, now you've just called us out. We're not eating orda- organically. I eat so, some organically. Well, I will say that to get an organic uh, certification, you have to eat 50% more, like 50% organic food or, or more. I okay. still don't fall into that category, <laughs> but you know. Um, we're all natural? I don't... I have some I have some feelings. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I was really trying to give us a little bit of a boost here. Um a female founded. We really need to lean into the female founded. Non-GMO. We are not genetically modified. See, like if I was writing for shampoo to get around the all natural thing, I would I would say like natural sense. Oh. Do we have natural sense though? Because I, I am we wearing do, lotion. In addition to non-natural sense, but we do have a natural scent. We do. We have natural sense. Yeah. Okay. So we got two. No, three. <laughs> because we are female founded. We are not gemet- genetically modified, and we have natural scent. We have natural sense. Yeah. Not that you can smell our natural sense. <laughs> I think our natural <laughs> scent is a huge selling point for our podcast. <laughs> Our, our audio podcast. Yeah. Also, us not being genetically modified, I think, really is a huge selling point. Unfortunately, this might be a better podcast if we were. I think that we can say with made with natural ingredients. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> we fully were. 
I, I don't want to think do about it. So <laughs> I don't want to think about it. How the I, nope. <laughs> yeah, made with natural ingredients. Uh, we can't say that we are natural, but we can say that we're made with natural ingredients. Made with natural ingredients, and that we produce a natural scent, mm-hmm. and we are potentially sustainable, depending on how well this marketing ploy works. Yeah, maybe yeah. that one's okay. a little iffy, but the other ones I feel good about. Um, I have a, a, a question I'm really excited about asking you. So, are you are you Great. ready to dive right in? Let's dive right in. Would you rather have your pants fall down in a crowded area or not be able to stop farting in a yoga class? (laughs) (laughs) I would prefer the yoga class. Tell me why. Loud art audible. Yeah, but that happens. I mean, I did yoga for many, many years and uh, and toots happen in yoga uh, pretty pretty normally and so I feel like people understand that that is one of the things that happens when you like bend your body into weird shapes mm-hmm. um but just like consistently well terrible I feel like I might I might have to excuse myself from the yoga class um if it was like I don't think you could consistently keep it up for an hour I also don't think my body could produce for an hour I think you need to believe in yourself a little more. <laughs> Not unless I was genetically modified. Yeah, but pants falling down in a public area, I don't know. That's like nightmare scenario. That's like... Is it? I mean, that's like one of those stereotypical nightmares is like having your pants off in public is what I meant by that. Not that yeah. it's like my personal nightmare. Yeah, I don't know. People do the underwear subway ride and stuff like that and underwear People do. People do. Okay. (laughs) I don't. All right. I don't even wear shorts. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) I don't know why. I, I mean, I don't know that there's like a better option empirically. I just feel like I've been in enough yoga classes. Yeah. To know that like. It it happens and people will like get over it. I'm having a very interesting reaction to this question because when I wrote it, I also was thinking the yoga class. But then when you said, "Oh yeah, the yoga class," I was like, "Hey, the other one's not so bad." <laughs> I got like really defensive about the answer I didn't I didn't agree with. So I don't know why. I uh... also I didn't even say anything bad about that answer. I, I know, but you were like, it. oh, yeah, the yoga one for sure. And I was like, hey, I don't know. I got really, like, How dare you have in that. I got real combative in that moment, and I don't exactly know why because I agreed with you. Um, it might be about me. It might just be that you're prone to disagree with what I say, whatever that may be. I mean, we have a super healthy relationship, guys. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Hannah's um, fine, okay? She's fine. Leave her alone. Has something been happening on the Instagram that I don't know about? No, you don't worry your pretty little head about anything. Wow, what a horrible phrase. Would you ever date <laughs> a man who said things like, don't worry your pretty little head? No, I might hurt him. <laughs> what a good, would you still go out with him? But it's not one, so. Uh, what so, Shelby, are you taking your pants off? So, something very similar to that happened to me. I feel like I've told you this story oh. before. Have I not told you the story before where I fell down a flight of stairs and landed with my skirt above my head? 
No, I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, yeah, I was walking. I wear dresses or skirts almost every day. And many years ago, I was walking down a flight of stairs onto a subway platform while a train went by. And the train, like, produced this big gush of wind and it blew my skirt over my face. Yeah. And Been there. Because of that, I couldn't see where I, I like, started Ugh. panicking while I was walking down the stairs. And so I started falling down the stairs. Um, and, like, because of static, my skirt had, like, stuck to my shirt. Um, so it was full, I was fully bottom, like, you, my underwear was just out, and I started falling down these stairs. Oh my god. And I grabbed, like, this, like, it's like a fence thing, like, there's, like, almost like, I forget, I don't know what the word, like, a grid thing on the side of the stairways. I, I grabbed that, and I started, like, as if I was, like, a broken door on a hinge, just, like, flapping back and forth with my skirt above my head. Oh, no. And I finally got my footing after a minute, minute or two and was able to, like, smooth down my skirt and walk down the rest of the the stairs. And not a single person looked at me. Not a, Like, the, like in New York, it was just like, that's not even close to the worst thing that's ever happened. Right. Um, so my pants falling down, I feel like specifically in New York City, is not embarrassing because no one would notice. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's certainly a better thing to happen in New York City than anywhere else. Yeah, you know? like, I like, feel like if it happened in front of a bunch of strangers in New York City, and only for, like, a moment, like, it wasn't like I ripped my pants, they just, like, fell down, and I could immediately pull them back up, and it was fine. Um, yeah. I think that's so momentary that it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Why? It's very interesting, because you said the skirt blowing up thing, and clearly that's happened to me, just being a female in New York, like, yeah. stepping on a subway grate on the sidewalk, and, yeah, the skirt flies up. And I guess, I don't know, it's so quickly that you just push it back down immediately, you're like, oh, nobody saw anything. Yeah. I don't know why I'm having, like, a worse reaction to the pants falling down. Maybe because there's something sort of sort of slapstick comedy about a person's pants literally falling down. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, a skirt flying up is so normal, at least in the city. But, like, what's happening in your life that your pants fell down? <laughs> You've just recently lost a bunch of weight and your pants no longer fit correctly. Well, yeah, but then you would have a belt or you wouldn't, you know, wear those pants or whatever. I, I don't know. It just seems like unusual to me. I mean, it's definitely unusual. Seems more unusual to me that somebody would have their pants fall down in public. Yeah, I to me, there's like a, a the I'm picturing very loud farts in a very quiet yoga room, which okay. makes me very would make me pretty embarrassed just because like. I hate being the loud person in a quiet space. Like, the feeling of, like, dropping a book in a really quiet library and, like, heads turning, you know? I also hate the idea of it being, like, repetitive. Like, I keep bothering other people and I can't stop bothering other people. Yeah, that's true. It's also a longer duration. Yeah, it's a longer duration, certainly. And, like, if you if you drop your pants in a crowded place, you pull them back up, you walk away. Like, you don't have to stay there in your shame. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can leave when immediately. And it, again, I feel like yoga is one place where there is a little less shame attached to Sure, it's farting. a safer space, yeah. It's a safer space. But I, 
I think you might actually be convincing me. And what's convincing me is the idea that, like, I guess I wouldn't think twice about it if my skirt flew up. So why am I so weirded out by the idea of my pants falling down? Yeah, I agree with you that it is slightly weirder. But, like, it's still the same outcome, right? Like, people right. see your underwear. Yeah. And I I take the comfort in that I can immediately write the situation and immediately leave. Yeah. Okay. I think you've convinced me. I did it, folks. You did it. <laughs> I changed a Taurus's mind. That does not happen often. <laughs> I, I'm really proud of myself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you don't change my mind all that often. We don't change each other's mind all that often. I so. think you change my mind more often than I change your mind. Are you ready for our next question? I am. If one part of your body had to smell like cheese, which body part would you choose and which cheese would you want it to smell like? This is going to take me a moment. <laughs> I hmm. love this question. Hmm. <laughs> I I want I want for the record for people to know that what is what is making me <laughs> contemplate so much is not that I'm so turned off by the idea of part of my body smelling like cheese. I I love cheese enough that that is not that bad an outcome for me. Okay. Do you have an I'm immediate try- thought about what what kind of cheese you would want a body part to smell like? Gruyere. Oh, interesting. Because I feel like it's not a very strong smell. Like, I no. wouldn't want to go with anything um, super... Yeah, I'm not going blue cheese over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are nothing some too, funky like, cheeses potent. out there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I feel like sh- cheddar has a pretty distinctive smell. Sure, yeah. Um, and so if I smelled like Gruyere, uh, I think maybe people wouldn't, first of all, maybe clock they wouldn't clock it as cheese immediately. Yeah. And also it wouldn't be a, like a super strong smell because Gruyere just doesn't have a super strong smell. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out where because I feel like it, I would want to just be in a place where people wouldn't smell you naturally that often like your kneecap or something right <laughs> sure maybe my kneecap i don't know um do you do already you have an answer? answer yeah it would be my left pinky and it would be parmesan Ooh. so I my left pinky parmesan. would just kind of smell a little salty yeah well i mean it's got a tanginess to it too yeah parmesan sure it's t- tangy and salty yeah um, but it's not like super fun. I think I think the the smell of Parmesan cheese is generally pleasant. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, and I think like no one really smells my hands really. But ever. you do. Yeah, but do I. You... I mean, I don't sit around. The question is like, do hands. you want to sit and smell your own hands? I feel like you bring your hands to your face. I w- I like the idea that I have the option. To smell Parmesan whenever I want. <laughs> like if I'm walking down the street and it's like a hot garbage day, oh, I can yeah. just put my pinky Parmesan. underneath my nose and just like walk fast and get through it. Parmesan air freshener. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. But at the same time, if I'm making, like, I feel like your neck or something, like you're making out with someone, I don't want them to like, like in more intimate moments of my life. I feel like maybe smelling like cheese would not be ideal. But I I feel like my hands in those situations don't get super close to anyone's nose. I feel like your hand is close to your nose often enough 
that. Yeah. Like you bring your hand to your face when you're eating. So you would be smelling cheese while you're eating something that maybe doesn't have cheese. Or you bring your hand I to your face. I would use my right like, hand then. Like I use my... I, don't, I just feel like your hands are like near your face a lot more. My hand is near my face right now because I'm just gesticulating, you know? Yeah, I guess I don't. I guess it depends on how potent the smell is. Like I, like does it have to be like up on your nose for you to? Yeah, smell it? like my hand. I can't tell you what my pinky smells like right now, even though I'm gesticulating near my hand. Like it has a smell, but it has like, a natural odor. In fact, <laughs> a natural. It has a natural <laughs> scent. A natural, uh, scent. and it's made with natural ingredients. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as long as it was like not. A super like, potent smell. So, like, a cute guy brings your hand to his mouth to give you a kiss on the hand. He smells cheese. I would give cheese. him my other hand. He just takes your hand. I Does the cheese smell? Does the cheese smell rub off? No. No? So, like, sometimes smells rub off, you know? So, like, if he was holding your hand, then his hand would smell like cheese. I will say maybe you could mask it, like you could put a specific lotion on it or something, but it has to play nicely with the. I was gonna, I was gonna actually say that was another uh, downside to me for having it on your hand because I put lotion on my hands a lot, and you wouldn't. Uh, most lotions are pretty floral. Floral and cheese don't. That's not a thing. They don't go. We've talked about this before, though. I don't use hand lotion. True. Okay, well, I do, and I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to have floral Parmesan scent. Okay. Yeah, I think your hand is just, you're just going to notice it all the time. I don't know what my hands smell like right now. But, like, why your hand, so your hand, you have potential of noticing it. Your kneecap, you don't. I mean, my other answer was, like, my one of my toes. Yeah. Except then you get into the, like, whole, like, toe cheese situation, and that just sort of inherently gross. I like the idea that I could smell Parmesan whenever I wanted to. Like, I could bring it, you know. I see. I'm really just trying to minimize smelling the cheese, and you're not in that headspace. No, I'm like, I don't think that this is the burden that you think it is. I don't think it's a burden. I just... I think it it could be a delightful treat every once in a while to get to smell Parmesan. I guess so. I I do like your analogy of, like, having your own air freshener, basically. Yeah, I think that's useful. Yeah, I'm going to go with kneecap. All right. Gruyere kneecap. I'll allow it. <laughs> you, well, you have to. <laughs> I don't want to do anything I, I don't want to, Hannah. <laughs> I love pushing this button of Shelby's. Just telling Shelby she has to do a thing is like the immediate way to get her angry at you. How dare you? You sign up for an eight-week eight class. So it's like one time a week for eight weeks. Three like similar to the improv class we just recently took. That was three hours a week, eight weeks. Great. It does not matter what hobby class it is. It could be sewing lessons. It could be improv. It could be anything. On the first day, you walk in and you realize um, that somebody you know is in the class. Would you rather that person be the worst Tinder date you've ever gone on or your ex-boyfriend's new partner? Yikes. Um, Ex-boyfriend's new partner. Okay. Tell me why. So I would like to say, and this may be giving myself way too much credit, probably is, I would like to say 
that if I knew I was about to spend eight weeks with this person, I would just try to see this person as who they are, you know, that then, you know, she's, she's a person, she's probably got a lot of wonderful qualities, which is why my ex is now dating her. Um, she probably is a lovely person to spend time with. I would just try to get to know her without talking about our exes if we can. Um, and I also, I feel like I would want to say that I would have it, like I would be able to kind of get over any kind of jealousy like the first week because then I would just get used to having her there and then she's probably delightful versus the worst tinder day I know he's not delightful he's he's so far and I I just I just wouldn't want to have to be around that human in any situation ever would it uh make any difference to you if this was an improv class and knowing your ex-partner's girlfriend is in the class means that he will be at your end of class show i mean that would suck a lot i'm not gonna (laughs) pretend that it wouldn't that would suck a lot i might get sick for the show (laughs) (laughs) okay i might have an emergency i so the okay so the worst tinder date i've had was somebody who was just flatly insulting to me like to my face so I just don't want to be around that person Will you for tell me about for three this offline away. who is this guy I, I thought I had told you about you this might person. have I just I can't think of it off the top of my head this is the guy who to just to just give listeners just the smallest the smallest example of what was yeah so much more I was trying to change the subject to neutral ground after already having argued with him about something and we I started talking about singing because we were both singers. Sure. And he he asked uh, what I sang, and I told him I was a mezzo-soprano, and he said, oh, I guess that's okay. And I said, was there... (laughs) And I said, was there an answer to that that wasn't okay? And he said, yeah, soprano. I don't like women with high voices. And I said, oh, well, I have a high voice. And he said, yeah. <laughs> what a weird... You have told me about that guy before. Yeah. So, I like, imagine, like, three hours a day for eight weeks with that person. Yeah. There's I... no amount of, like, awkward jealousy that I could feel for some innocent girl who just happens to be dating, like, my ex. It's not her fault. It's like not like there's anything wrong with her. She's just a, a person. That's her taste. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it was my taste, so I can't judge her that hard. Uh, I don't know. So I I think I agree with you. I will say that for me, I think a lot of it comes down to how long have me and my ex-partner been not together? That's fair. That's a fair question that I did not think to ask. Like, because there are definitely exes of mine who I dated five years ago that if I met their new partner, I would be like, oh my god, hi, how are you? Yeah, Let's exactly. Let's be friends. Like, I don't have, like, I don't want that person in my life. I think I'm better off not having that person in my life. Like, there are people who I dated for a very brief period of, it's like, not only like, how long has it been since me and that person has, have broken up? What yeah. were the reasons that we broke up how long were me and that boyfriend together like I had boyfriends who I did for like three months six years ago right 
Exactly. Or even if you had like a really long relationship, but after you broke up, you still wanted the best for that person. And so like... I wonder what that's like. Oh, really? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I thought, never mind. I, I just thought that was a normal human experience. Oh, no. Um, oh, <laughs> Not well. for me. <laughs> I, it's happened to me before. Oh, so weird. So you don't, you don't hate the new person because you're like, oh, she seems nice and I want you to be happy. Huh. She, she'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Tell okay. me more about this alien experience. I'm, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I would like to say. I know. <laughs> I am joking. I know you are. Um, Yeah. So, like, I think in a lot like it, it would it would depend a lot on how fresh it is i also like i also feel like maybe i haven't gone on as bad of tinder dates as hannah has gone on that that is potentially like true. i don't i don't think i've ever gone on a date with someone who was like outright mean to me i've been on several that's so weird <laughs> I have not, I don't think I've ever gone on a date where a guy was, like, mean to me. Like, I've definitely gone on dates with guys who were not interested in me. Um, but they were not, like, insulting. I feel like I've gone on dates with guys who I, I, like, I'm, I'm, like, picking between three guys who I think my worst Tinder date ever is. And I think I do know which one it is. Um, I don't think doing an improv class with, with him would be hard. I, like, the hardest thing about it was, like, he was very into me and I was very not into him. So I would be a little worried that he would try to use this as an opportunity to, like, curry favor with me and maybe, like, you know, try to, like, do the whole, like, oh, I'll just be her friend and, like, soon she'll realize that we should be together. And if I'm, right. if I just wait in the wings and I'm super nice to her, then she'll fall in love with me because she must. Like, I would be worried about that. I think anyone would be worried about that. Yes. So if it were a situation where like me and the boyfriend had broken up like a long time ago and I was not, I was no longer actively grieving that relationship, then I think it would be fine. But but if you were grieving the relationship. Yeah. If we had broken up less than a year ago and it had been like a very significant relationship, I think I might go Tinder dude and just like set some very clear boundaries and, like, try to avoid him as much in class. Like, you know, do scenes with other people, get there as soon as class was starting, leave as soon as class was over, not linger. Sit by other people, yeah, make other by, friends, yeah, just don't like, talk to really, much. Yeah, like, really, like, focus my energy on other people, not spend a lot of time with that person. I So I think even if it was the girlfriend of someone I had broken up with, in the past year, and it was a significant relationship, I would still choose the girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, like, the Tinder guys you've gone out with seem like douchebags. I mean, that that one guy in particular was just just flatly mean, and I just wouldn't want to be around his energy all the time. Yeah, exactly. But I also just feel like, again, with the girlfriend, I don't think I would blame her for just yeah. dating someone I broke up with. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, fair. I wouldn't hold it against her personally. That's fair. Do you think you could fall in love with someone by only talking over the phone? Oh, interesting question. So did, everyone's really excited. Talking about being trendy. Um, everyone's really excited about this reality TV show on Netflix called Love is Blind. Have you heard about this oh, yeah. at all? 
well, I've seen it on Netflix, but I and I know it's trending on Netflix, but I haven't actually watched it yet, yes. and I haven't heard anything about it. So the concept of it is like a bunch of women and a bunch of men are like taken into this house where there's separate wings, and the women live with the men, and the women live with the women, and the men live with the men. And then there's this like area in the middle of the house where they're called pods, and basically like they're two separate rooms connected by like a, a a screen that you can't see through, and like the women enter from one side and the men enter from one side and they go on dates where they can only talk to each other, and all of the women go on dates with all of the men, and slowly they start like finding their favorites and over about a week they like basically spend all day just like talking to these men until they fall in love with someone and not everyone meets their match like only like a handful of them actually like build a strong enough connection to like move on to the next phase um but you see in this uh reality tv show like people they don't they've never seen each other they've never touched it's it's truly like talking on the phone and like they're like confessing their love to each other because mm. and apparently there's people who are trying to like recreate this during the quarantine. Yeah, that that is weirdly timely. Yeah, it Netflix. is. I was like, did Netflix start this? Did like is this right? Like, <laughs> is this, or did you have some sort of like witch who could foresee the future? I know it's crazy. on your marketing team. Um. Yeah. So like now people are trying to recreate this in real life where someone started like a. A Google Doc of like, if you're single, put in your information and we'll match you with other people and you'll just like talk to people on the phone until you meet someone you want to continue talking to and like, you won't know where they live, you won't know what they look like or their age or anything like that. You'll just like talk to a person and see if you click. Yeah. Interesting. I, I first of all, yeah, good timing Netflix. Yeah, um, for real. Also, the the show does sound. It's the only reality TV show I've ever watched. Yeah, from start. Is to it finish. good? Do you? Oh wow, you've already watched the whole thing, so I assume you think it's good. Mm, I w- <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a part of the conversation. Is got it, I, got I it. found the first few episodes really interesting because those are the episodes when they're in the pods. Yeah. Um, so like the whole thing is not, I like I love a documentary, don't love a reality TV show. So if this was more like documentary focused, I think I would like it a lot more. Um, I but I do find the question fascinating of like yeah, can you? So I, I'm, my initial reaction was to say I think that I could. Okay. But I think, I think that I could if the circumstances were such that it required it you know like the only thing I can imagine is like let's say I met somebody who lived in another country Mm -hmm. far away and we never really got to see each other and we decided to talk on the phone until we could meet and then if we really really clicked and we like really liked each other for the first six months what is the scenario in which you met this person you've never seen and now you talk on the phone because you live in a different well, uh, it could be through something online, some okay. kind of online form, some sure. kind of online game, some kind of like, um, some in, kind of like Facebook in, group, some kind of whatever. In this Not day that I do and age of those. like social media and FaceTime and Skype, I think it's 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 kind of odd to like not know what someone looks like. That's true. To and not I even know their maybe, age. I think maybe a, a small part of me was thinking that 
when you said talk on the phone, that might include FaceTime? Oh, no, you can't. You do not. Okay. Just talking on the phone. Only seeing their face. This just is not audio. just like a no touching. It's like you don't know what they look like. Got it. I. If the question is, do you think it's possible to fall in love with someone who you don't know what they look like? I think the answer is yes. Interesting. I don't know. I think the the circumstances would have to be extraordinary. <laughs> okay. And I think that it is more likely to have happened in the past. Like, in this day <laughs> like and age, love I letters. can't. Yeah. What, people used to fall in love without knowing what they, you know, with pen pals, with love, like love letters, with who knows what. I mean, yeah, that's not really a modern day thing, I guess, that would happen because it's too easy to just like share a photo. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it couldn't happen i'm just thinking like can this process happen i think the answer is yes okay i don't i can't think of a really good scenario set in today's world in which it would happen yeah uh yeah i i get so i i guess part of the question is also like you think theoretically it could happen do you think it could happen to you like do you think so part of this question for me is like touch is a love language like if if touch is a really important love language for you maybe you can't fall in love over the phone like if acts of service is your love language it's a lot harder to do that if you are only talking on the phone like i think there are a lot of love languages that are specifically tied to physical acts whether that be touch or acts of service or gifts or you know like all of those things yeah. like if, if i feel Any, like if your love but- language Anything but words of of affirmation, basically. Yeah. What is? Sorry, you were saying. I feel like that was exactly language. what I was gonna say. Oh. <laughs> so if your love language is anything other than words of affirmation, uh, I feel like it doesn't really work. Yeah, I don't. But like, there is. Yeah. So I don't know. Like for me, I feel like it would be very. Like I feel like I could like be infatuated with someone. Like be like really curious about someone. But I, like, I agree with you. I think that people did this in the past, but I wonder if they had different expectations from love. Well, yeah, I was going to say also kind of depends on your definition of love, sure. which I know. Yeah, I mean, I think you can love someone and not be physically attracted to them. Oh, sure. You could just love them as a person, Yeah, you know? I think I could, like, love someone, not and but not be in love with, you know, like falling right. in love is much different than, like, I care about you a ton. Right, yeah. Like, I think easily could just love a person based on that. But whether or not that would then translate into a relationship that could work when you finally did see each other, that is a different question. Yeah. I think chemistry is so fickle that it's like you can really like talking to someone, but then when you're in the same room with them, if your body just like doesn't respond and not even just like in a sexual way, just like there is... For me, at least, I don't know if other people experience this, that, like, there's sometimes just, like, a a pull to someone that you don't necessarily, you can't really clock until you're in the same room with them. Their natural scent. Exactly. That we have in spades. <laughs> the sappy romantic in me wants to say that you can do this, even today. But I think the problem with today is that there's no reason not to be able to see yeah. the other person. Yeah. Like, that makes sense, historically speaking. But yeah, today, it's, like, it's like you'd have to almost be actively... Avoiding it. Avoiding showing yourself to the other person, which then speaks to either your insecurities or 
something. It almost feels like it would then be like um, keeping something back from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for going on the journey with me. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, listeners, if it got a little serious, but I mean, it's love. I think it's a fun question. Uh, It's something I've been asking like everyone ever since I watched this show. Would you rather only get six hours of sleep every night or have a mild headache every day? I would rather only get six hours of sleep. Tell me why. Well, the mild headache is going to affect me more, I think, than the sort of lack of sleep. Well, what, I mean, I, how do you feel when, you get a la- when you're lacking sleep? Much grumpier in the morning. Okay. And, and uh, less sociable in the evenings. Okay. But still functioning in the day okay. pretty normally. I, when I get, when I'm like... I can pretty much push through a day on not getting enough sleep and feel fine. And then until it gets like kind of late and then I'm like, oh, right, that's right. I didn't sleep last night. Um, Versus a headache is ever present and it's just it's just there all the time and it affects your day and your your ability to do things. And and you're not going to want to be going out that evening with a headache any more than you are wanting to go out that evening being tired. So, yeah, I feel very confident in my answer. Even though it's like, this is every day. So you wouldn't feel sociable. I guess you wouldn't feel sociable either way. Well, yeah, sleep deprived or headachey. Would you feel that sociable anyway? I mean, I think you'd push through it if it was every day. I think I could push through lack of sleep better than I could push through having a, a headache because the headache is more in your mind. It's, it's, it's harder to ignore. Yeah, well, like, to me, it's like headache has like a very clear treatment, which is you take aspirin. I guess I was imagining that this is a headache that you're still feeling, not like a headache that you get rid of and then don't feel the rest of the day. Well, you can still drink coffee if you're tired, right? Like, I guess so. Coffee doesn't have that much of an effect on me. So I wasn't really thinking about that. I was thinking like if you actually had to deal with the tired or actually had to deal with the headache, which would you prefer? Yeah, I think in this case, it's just like, you have to deal with the sensation, but you still have like the things that people use to alleviate those sensations. If you need them. Okay. So you would go with headache and just keep yourself medicated? I don't know. So here's the thing. I feel like I respond to being tired very differently than you do. Because you were like, oh, I'm gr- like I'm grumpy in the morning. I'm almost never grumpy in the morning. Even if I got like two hours of sleep. I'm grumpy in the morning even if I got nine hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I, the mornings are my time to shine. Uh, so gross. Regardless of how much time I've I've slept, I'm gonna be pretty jolly in the morning. <laughs> I crash around three. Depending on how, like, if I got six hours of sleep, I think around three three to four o'clock in the afternoon, I would crash, and I would crash hard. Not like you would get a second wind. Not crash like, oh, I feel tired. I'm gonna get a second wind and keep going about my day I mean like I don't take naps at work so like (laughs) (laughs) when I say crash I mean I would be like the good mood I'd had for the the day up until that point would fall apart um, and that the grumpy would catch up with me I see also not great Sorry? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, for, for a long... T- like, if this is every day for the rest of your life, this is bad 
in both regards. Because sleep deprivation every day forever will eventually result in psychosis. Yes. <laughs> like, it's real bad yeah. for you. Uh, but taking, I think I would take ibuprofen a lot or whatever, and that's bad for your stomach. Yeah. I think I, your stomach lining. Yeah, I think I would still go um, headache, though, because psychosis is real. <laughs> like, getting six hours of sleep every single day for the rest of your life. It's not just, like, a week. If it's every single day for the rest of your life, you'll never does, catch up on sleep. Does that happen at six hours, though? Because I feel like older people, a lot of them only sort of their bodies only naturally even need six hours. I feel I understand psychosis yeah. is real, but I would have I'm thought not maybe an you'd person, need. Though. So it is true that at different stages of your life, you need a different level of sleep. Like that's yeah. why babies sleep for like 13 hours a day. Um, I know for me right now, if I started sleeping six hours a day, I would feel that deprivation and eventually it would have really real impact on my health. I don't See, know. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just I'm not thinking about it right, but I sleep seven hours a night now. Do you so, catch up on sleep on the weekends, though? Yeah, I mean, I guess I do, but so, I wouldn't stop functioning as a human if I didn't. I would wonder if that would catch up with you eventually. I mean, I don't have to only get seven hours of sleep. I just Well, this do. also is six hours of sleep. So it would yeah. be less than that and you would never be allowed to catch up on sleep. It, I'm not saying that it sounds lovely, but it sounds really awful to... Here's the other thing. I don't like to take any kind of pharmaceuticals if I don't have to. So the idea of be, basically being like, you are stuck taking drugs to cure your pain all day, every day for the rest of your life. And it's in the process going to give your stomach lining a real run for its money yeah i see i don't think i would do i don't think i would take the pain medication every day i would do it when i needed it to like i'm going to this one thing and i just like don't want to be in pain today you know i would like like, pick and choose my battles i'm grumpy with a headache if it's just like how grumpy you're gonna be i'm grumpy with a headache that means i'm grumpy all the time not just in the morning oh are you only grumpy in the morning when you're tired yeah okay I think the long-term effects not sleeping is worse than having a headache, personally. Yeah, people live but I with think... chronic pain, but people don't live super long. But as someone who has lived with chronic pain, I think I'd rather have a shorter life and be able to enjoy that life. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. That's that's a choice. Yeah, okay. Right. Anyway. I will also say the question was mild headache, if that means anything uh, to you. Well, it's too late now. We've already finished okay. this discussion. <laughs> okay. Okay, would you still go out with him? I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just preparing myself to say no because of the way that Shelby's face looks as she's asking it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Oh my god. Uh, so you are really excited about this guy. You've had like a lovely chat, whatever. Uh, lives in your neighborhood, all the good things. You feel like you've won the lottery. You're, you're like, you have a really great feeling about this guy. You show up on your first date. And he's speaking in a obviously fake British accent. (laughs) (laughs) But is behaving as if that's just how he speaks. Interesting. What do you do? Well, so this is the first date and I'm already at the date. Yeah. Okay, so... So you sat down at the table and he starts talking and he... It is, like, the worst fake British accent you've ever heard, but he's not acknowledging it in any way. He's just, like, 
having this conversation with you. Right, right. I'd have questions. Sure. I, think. I, what, I, I might have answers. No, no. I said I would have questions. Sure. Like, would you ask this. him these questions or would you just... I would try. I would start subtle. Okay. Where did you grow up? Where are your parents from? You know, like, oh, I see you have a British accent. Where did so you So you would up? acknowledge the accent? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't pretend like... Well, so here's the thing. I would pretend like he had a British accent, not like he had a fake bad British accent. And I would address the British accent and I'd be like, where did you grow up? Where did you... You know, are your parents what from What if there? he was like, oh, I'm from Michigan, uh, but I lived abroad for a while, so I picked up some... That is the 100% reason to ask that question. That is... That is what we're getting at, because, yeah, because then you're that guy. Then you're that guy who went abroad for one semester and came back with a fake British accent that nobody believes. Yeah. Um, because you think it sounds cool. If literally everything else about this guy was, like, perfect. Everything, everything he's saying is, like, mwah, music to your ears. But, like, he's saying it with this atrocious accent. I don't think it would be an automatic deal breaker for me because I think if everything else was so wonderful about him, that is something that you, that can be overcome. Like, I think eventually I would be like, I, I think I wouldn't address it at first and I would address it later, maybe as we became more comfortable with each other. And I'd be like, so I remember that you said you, you got this accent by going abroad. Like, does that mean that the longer you stay here in the States, you're going to pick up your American accent again? You know, like, or I think he I would, would be just, like, like, I don't know. This is just how I talk. But he knows it's not. <laughs> he, he knows what he did. <laughs> what if his commitment to this is like, really like he, he like when you say things like that, you're like, he's like, I don't know. This is just how I talk. I think if I got, if I continued to date him long enough, I would get to the point where I would just be like, you know, it's interesting because it, it's kind of sounds like you're mocking a British accent in a way. Like, I think I would, I I would have an honest conversation with him about it because I would have to go out in public with this person and he would be my family and friends. Yeah, you'd have to introduce him to your family and friends. Yeah. (laughs) So I think eventually we'd have to have an honest conversation. If he couldn't. If he couldn't handle the honest conversation and that, he broke yeah. up with me, then that's so fine. be it. Yeah. You know? I think that's the most mature way to handle this. <laughs> May I ask you a – can I change the parameters slightly? Sure. So you ask him where he's from and he responds, London. Do you know, I have heard – I have heard accents before that I thought were fake British accents, and then I found out that the person really was from. Oh, really? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, then I would just assume he had like some really weird, like local, hyper regional, hyper regional accent. They got a lot of accents over there. They do, yeah. I think though. The would real it be test a problem be, for you to, like, date someone who had such a funny accent that other people are immediately going to assume is fake? Maybe, but I'm having trouble. <laughs> I'm having trouble picturing, because, like, I don't know. People get judgy about accents, right? But they I do, would date somebody sure. with, like, a thick, I would date somebody with a thick southern accent if I liked the person enough. I would date somebody mm-hmm. with, like... I don't know. The worst thing was that I one time went on a first date with this guy who literally sounded like a cartoon. 
Voice is important. It is important. But, like, maybe the the timbre of his voice is very nice. Like, just the accent isn't enough to know. Yeah. Maybe he's got, like, this deep, rolling yeah. voice that also yeah. sounds like a fake British accent. And then it's like, whatever. That's fine. I will say that I think that your answer is the right answer. Okay. I, so, so what I think is very possible is that, like, within the first two sentences, I would start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would be like, what is going Like, when I'm uncomfortable and don't know what to say, I start laughing. Um, right. And then he would be like, why are you laughing? And I would be like, I guess I would try to very diplomat. I would be panicked because I would be like, is this real? Like He wasn't think, making a joke. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. I would be like, so I'm like, did you get off the boat yesterday? Like, did you come back from London? I, I think that would be my next question. I was like... How long ago did you move to New York? Right. And if the answer is anything more than two months ago, I would yeah. be like, bro. Yeah. It would be more forgivable if he was like, I am, like, he has, like, British heritage. At least it wouldn't feel like he was making yeah. fun of or, like, appropriating right. some other culture to look cool, you know? He would have I mean, more that of a is direct... the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. Is that, that is why, whether you do it immediately or a few dates in, you do have to address it at some point. Yeah, I think I would have to address it immediately just because I don't have a good enough poker face to pretend <laughs> everything's normal. <laughs> I also just like, think this like really screams of some sort of insecurity, you know? It's a trying too hard. Yeah, too it's hard like, it, it just feels so inauthentic. Right. You know, and that just like, I don't love that. So, um... Yeah, to me it's also, like, it lacks so much self-awareness because he thinks he's fucking nailing it, right? Like, he wouldn't be doing it if he thought it sounded fake. Right. So it's, like, not only are you insecure and inauthentic and posturing and trying to be someone you're not, you're bad at it. You're bad at (laughs) posturing. (laughs) You don't have a good ear for accents. Yeah, like... You, you're a bad actor <laughs> and like you it, like it it all it just like lacks self-awareness and like yeah I think like this would be such a, a lady boner killer for me that I think I would just be like I can't like I would probably call him on it immediately and if he wasn't immediately like apologetic and like I don't really know if what he didn't he could, just stop yeah I don't know what he could do that would like fix the damage like, <laughs> what ex- what excuse is it like oh you're right I am putting on a fake voice right now I'll stop yeah but you know he changed his behavior he called him out and he changed but you know? to me it's not like the behavior itself is not the offensive part it's the underlying self esteem issues and willing to like pretend to be someone he's not I feel like like, to me, he's just kind of a liar. And I've caught know. him in a lie, so he's going to stop doing that behavior. But I don't trust him to not pretend to be someone he's not around. Here's here's the thing, and maybe I'm being too generous to the psychology of people who do this. But I don't think it's as conscious as all that. Like, I don't think it's as conscious as, like, a, I'm, I'm going to just sit here and lie to you and pretend I'm British. Because he also didn't lie to you and say, I come from London when he didn't. He said, yeah. I come from Michigan, you know? I think... There are people who are prone to mimicking their environments a little bit more than others. And I, but we're not I truly, in London. Well, like I know, we were, but like, 
when I go home and visit the the like uh, North Carolina, when I come back, people will very often say, "Oh wow, you sound more Southern today." And it's not on purpose. It's because I have mimicked because I've been in the environment for a solid week. I have picked up a little bit of it. So. It's possible he picked up a little bit of it. He thought, oh, now I sound cool. I'm not going to, you know, like, I don't think it's like. But that's the conscious part. See, like, I agree with you. My my accent changes when I go home. I sound way more Midwestern when I'm home. I sound way more Midwestern when I'm drunk. But, like, those are very authentic things that I'm not trying to do. If I met a guy in London who was from Michigan and who was, like, because he was hearing British, like, accents all the time, and he was like slipping into that naturally, but there's like I don't think there's anything natural about him being in New York, and he like you know like this is not a natural accent is the thing. Yeah, no, I know. I I, I think it's a problem. I'm just saying it might not be as sort of maliciously lying as much as it is as it is sort of like maybe I, allowing yourself to delude yourself a little bit. See, here I think here is the dif- difference is like, I don't care why you're lying to me. I don't care if it's malicious or an accident or whatever. If you're lying to me, I'm not, I don't care if it's because you're insecure or if you like actually want to deceive me or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in someone who's going to lie to me. For I'm not reason. either, but I guess he's not lying about the facts and that maybe that's why I'm like giving him a little bit more of a pass. Like, yeah, I just have had too many boyfriends pretend to be someone they're not. And I'm like That's not fair. into it. Like, I, if you aren't comfortable with yourself, then you're not ready for a relationship, and you shouldn't be dating. I think that that's totally fair, especially given your relationship history. I think yeah. maybe there's a part of me that just thinks like, oh, this is, he's going to get over this. Like, I'm going to call him out on it, and he's either going to stop or he will eventually stop because he's been in New York longer or whatever but this problem will go away if everything else about him was the perfect man and this is the like the one bridge we had to cross yeah I mean I think that this is just a button that I'm like yeah like it is to me it's like he can't be the perfect man because this is such a glare (laughs) like my perfect man is someone who loves themselves and is very authentic and comfortable with themselves and so like this is like huge but, like, I, I also think that that is a very personal thing to me. I understand why it would be. And I am not okay with lying, really, sure, yeah. either. But I think I'm a little bit, maybe I'm just a little bit more prone to insecurity myself. But maybe I'm just sort of yeah. I mean, willing to I see. Think, willing to see. That's all. Yeah, I, I think more people will agree with you than with me. I think that this is just, like, a personal. Right. Yeah, I, so I think this this whole question just, like, really hits on a lot of things that are very important to me. <laughs> um, and I have empathy for this person. I don't think they're, like, a bad person or anything like that. I think um, there are way worse things they could be doing, oh, obviously. But... Like, I, I'm obviously coming down really hard on this because I don't think it's a good thing for me, personally. But I, I have empathy for this person, um, I don't think they're a bad person. I think that they deserve love. I just don't think I'm the right person for them. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, though, Shelby. What if they were really hot? I re- This is one where I don't think I could oh, do it. Man. I really, See, like... It, can often is, get her with that. There, You can't often get that. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think I could do it. Like, no. Again, right. voice is really important to me. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I think this is a no from me, dog. Um, okay. But. Well, that's good. We're supposed to be disagreeing on this show, Arguments About Nothing. Yeah. So what is our hypothetical world like? Well, what does yours look like? I would probably be taking an improv class with my ex-boyfriend's girlfriend, which, like, don't love. Oh, I thought you came down on the side of the... I I fully thought that you chose the Tinder it date. So I said it depends on, like, how long we've been not seeing... Like, how long we've been broken up. Okay. And stuff. What else did we do? Um, I would not be going on a date again with... Uh, the fake British accent guy, and I would not be falling in love with someone I met over the phone. So this is a, a an argument about nothing where Shelby ends up alone. Um, <laughs> well, but but purely based on people's voices. So and I have a headache every day. Aww, this one really didn't go my way. I no, would say. it didn't go that well for you. <laughs> not the best episode for Shelby. I mean, it's not that great for me either. I'm sleep deprived every day. Yeah. And uh, I, too, am in an improv class with a with the girlfriend of my ex-boyfriend, although I think I'm more fine with it. <laughs> so maybe it's fine. And I am continuing to date this guy just to see, you know, what, what's what's going on with a fake, fake British accent guy. I think he's uh, that you particularly could rehab him. I think I could rehab him, but let me tell you, he would not be the person I fell in love with over the phone. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Arguments About Nothing. I think, I hope everyone is hanging in. Um, and please like us on fa- or on Instagram and send in your listeners' questions. Yeah, um, please like and subscribe and uh rate and review if you haven't already that's really helpful for us the other thing is that for a small podcast just starting out you know really the best way to grow our listenership is if you like it and you tell a friend um personal recommendations mean a lot and uh since we're not famous people they mean even more to us so i just want to thank everybody who's already taken the time to do that it is so important to us and we really appreciate you And I also want to thank Allison Fields for making our logo. Anyone else we need to thank, Shelby? Just all of our lovely listeners for hanging in with us and being here every day. Yeah. Cool. Well, fight on, everyone.